Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, folks, we've done it. We've made it through the summer and we're ready for the newest season of Division Three golf. Could not be more pumped. We're going to have a nice full season that we're going to be able to talk about all year long. First, a quick thanks to all the coaches who came on and were a part of the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thank you very much. I thought it was great content. It was great to hear different perspectives from both men's, women's, combined coaches, different schools, hearing about what kind of universities are out there. I just think that's part of the best part about Division Three. Now, with that said, we hope to see a few of those coaches over Labor Day weekend at Transy's Tournament. That's right. D3 Golf Guys is going to be live and in person. We're going to have a tent set up on the driving range during the practice round. Come on by. We're going to have a raffle for some of our Titleist golf balls that we talk about all the time. We're going to have an ace rangefinder from Pin Golf for you to try out. We're going to have merchandise for you to purchase. We're going to be able to do some interviews. Coaches, come on by. Stand in front of our banner. Let us get a little video interview in in order to help us build content here as we go into the season. Players, come on by. Say hello. Introduce yourself. Coaches, bring those freshmen by. Tell us which ones are going to be great. Uh, then as the tournament starts, we're going to be out there. We're going to be driving around. We're going to be capturing some video and then uh, hoping to catch a few people for after-round interviews and things of that nature. It's going to be a full media blitz at Transy's tournament, so we're super excited about that. We can't wait to get out there and see everybody. So when you get there for your practice round, come on by, say hello, introduce yourself, put your name in for the raffle for some golf, free golf balls from Titleist and D3 Golf Guys. All right, with that, let's jump right into our 2021-2022 Women's Golf Preview. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go down the top 25 that which just recently been released by the Women's Golf Coaches Association. And most of it's going to kind of fall in line with the standings at the end of Nationals last year. And that's typically how things work. Um, look, it even happens that way in college football. But we'll try to add a lot of depth to the top 10, and then we'll go through the rest of that and add in a few bits and pieces here and there. So number one currently in the preseason polls is Methodist University. Not surprising. Last year's national champion from the team returned a significant amount of people from their championship team. They do lose Paige Church and Abby Bloom from last year's squad, uh, but Jillian Drinkard and Ingrid Steingramson come back and they were one and two on their team both tied for third last year individually and they've got seniors that weren't on that in that five that are ready to go they've got a couple other older people and you know they're going to bring in five or six freshmen that can really play so not surprising to see Methodist at the top Methodist doesn't usually rebuild they just usually reload so Methodist ladies number one preseason poll number two Carnegie Mellon now Carnegie Mellon lose uh, one off of their team from last year, Charlotte. But she was a really good player. But I have heard from my inside sources that they've got some world-class freshmen that are coming in. But they returned four of their ladies. And by the way, they were the top four people at Nationals that they had on that team from last year. So Carnegie Mellon's going to be there, and they're going to be ready to play. And if what I'm hearing from the insiders is that the freshmen are pretty darn good, watch out for Carnegie Mellon. They could be ready to, to make a good charge this year. 
All right, number three in the poll, George Fox University. Obviously, our good friend Mackenzie Toole returns after her successful national championship as an individual in a freshman year. They lose one off the squad that I'm pretty sure of. I'm unclear on another one, but they, again, always have good talent coming in. I think they'll be another top five team for most of the year, as, I, as we would expect them to be. All right, number four, Redlands. Here's the good news. Redlands returns everybody from last year's squad. Now, I know they'll bring in some freshmen, and we'll keep watching all throughout the, the fall here for freshman performance. But Redlands having all five back, um, that's that's a big move. So we'll keep our eye there and kind of see, keep our eye on Redlands for most of the year. All right, number five, Williams College. Williams College, they lose two from last year's national championship squad, but Again, they, they always seem to bring in pretty good talent. I think they'll be pretty good. Um, it'll be interesting because I, we'll watch closely in the fall here because, again, the northern schools, we really have to watch more in the early fall to see sort of where that is, but that doesn't allow some of the freshmen or younger players to really come into their form yet. So we'll keep our eye on on some of those other northern schools. But Williams at five, and, and that sort of rounds out your top five. And I think all of those programs are very well and deserving. But I think there's some other really good squads that are right behind that, that it would not surprise me that any one of them could end up number one in the country at some point over the next year. Such as number six, Center College. The, the girls from Center had a great year last year. They lose one off of their team from last year. But I know they have some talented freshmen coming in. But Riley Suter and Margaret Butts are back. They're one and two players they're they're going to be a force to reckon with out of the SAA, and they'll be in a lot of those big tournaments in the South, and we'll be able to keep that. So it'll be really interesting to watch some of these schools go head-to-head early on. So, it, you know, George Fox and Redlands are not quite as in that mix, but Carnegie Mellon's been coming South a lot. But Methodist and Center and the next team, Emory, who return all five of their starters from last year's national championships. So again, you're starting to see there's a lot of teams bringing a lot of players back, which is why they're highly ranked here. Um, Emory will be in that mix too. So we'll be able to get some of the early tests here as we look at some of these uh, teams over the first couple of the first month of the of the season. So, all right, next number eight, St. Catherine University. They lose one off of their nationals uh, team from last year. And they usually have a really good squad. I think they're another team who I would keep my eye on, especially in that Minnesota uh, range. Um, they had a good performance last year. Keep your eye on them coming back with a whole lot more experience and a top 10 finish at Nationals last year. They could be a squad who could also jump up there. Uh, all right. That they So also tied for eighth was is Washington and Lee University. Um, so Washington and Lee bring back four of their players from Nationals last year. A, a good squad. The person that graduated played five Nationals last year. So Washington and Lee and that you know that East Coast conference, they're going to be tough to beat. But again, where do they fit? How does that work? We'll be able to see some of those tournaments here in the fall. So we'll be able to watch a little bit more of that. The other good news here as we kind of get into that top ten is we should get a full season. So we're going to have a full fall season. We're going to have a full conference season. Um, as right now, we'll have our normal complement of, of national championship contestants. 
which will make a big difference in some of the at-large bids for a lot of the teams out there. So we'll we'll start talking about that as we get into the spring, but just to kind of set that up in the preview. Last in our deep dive in the top 10 is Mary Harden-Baylor. We talked a lot about Mary Harden-Baylor last year. You know, they finished second in the American Southwest and had a great season. You know, kind of one of those heartbreaking th- situations where COVID probably kept them out. But they come in at 10 preseason. They they bring back three from their squad from last year that finished second in that American Southwest Conference Tournament. Uh, so, And they've got some good players that were on the sideline and bringing in a few more freshmen. So that's that's the top 10 that, again, I think anybody in there could get into the top three or four of the country without much trouble. I could see any of those squads getting into that top five easy. All right, let's run down the, the rest of the top 25 real quick. Illinois Wesleyan is in at 11. Um, not surprising. They, they really they finished ninth last year at Nationals, but they're losing three of the players off that squad. So that, you know, they kind of dropped down a little bit. But again, Illinois Wesleyan's program's rolling. The men's side is killing it. So again, I think we'll see them continue to perform. Number 12, Christopher Newport. You know, we, we, see, we saw Christopher Newport perform really well last year. They had an individual at Nationals, so again, not real, not real surprised to see them there. But we'll be watching them as they compete in that that East Coast conferences that will just have a ton of competition. Next or thirteen is Rhodes College. Again, Rhodes out of the SAA, a good program. They're going to have they're going to be going head to head with Center all year, as well as number fourteen on that list, Barry College. So the SAA has got three of these schools inside that top fourteen. It'll be really interesting to watch them. I think there's a preview early on in the season that we'll be keeping our eye on to see if those three go head-to-head. They might start knocking each other down a little bit. Number 15, Claremont Mud Scripps from out in California. So again, we're going to have our California schools coming back a little bit. So Redlands, Claremont Mud Scripps. Be interesting to watch as the California schools get a little bit more in because they were so restricted last year in California. All right, and then number 16, York College, Pennsylvania. Uh, number 17, Bethel University. 18 is Wash U in St. Louis. I'm going to keep my eye on Wash U. They had a really talented freshman last year, and it was kind of an off year for Wash U. I, I, there, if you're going to tell me which team in the down in the high teens is going to be a team to keep an eye on, Wash U usually has a pretty good program, so we'll keep our eye on them pretty closely. And then you have at 19, University of Texas at Dallas, who had a really good year last year. Looking for them to kind of continue that growth into this year. Number 20, Pomona Pitzer, another good program. 21, NYU out of the UAA. Again, we've seen them here before. 22 is University of California, Santa Cruz. We talked about Santa Cruz last year as they were kind of transitioning into this space and playing a lot of the Vision 3 stuff in California. We'll keep our eye there. But it, what, what makes me feel good is you're seeing a good mix of people from lots of the different regions. So there's a good mix from region to region of the Midwest, the Northeast, the Southeast, Texas, California, West Coast. We're seeing a really good mix of that. 23 is Amherst College. 24 is Carleton College. Tied for 25th is Denison University and Trinity University in Texas. All right. Um, that rounds out sort of the top 25 in the preseason poll. There's some other teams out there that I'm going to be really keep my eye on. Uh, one, Rose Holman Institute of Technology. Had a great year last year. 
made it to their, you know, really did a great job on the ladies' side. It'd be interesting to watch them kind of, can they follow it up and have that follow-up season where they can really kind of keep going. They'll be battling Transy in, that, in the Heartland Conference, so we'll keep our eye right there. All their schools, Southwestern University, out in Georgetown, Texas, that'll be a squad to watch. Gustavus Adolphus is always really good, and our good friend Scott Moe up there, that he'll have those ladies ready to go. Um, a couple other schools I've seen on here, uh, some of our Midwestern schools, Wisconsin Whitewater's in there, DePaul uh, University, Cal Lutheran is going to be in there. Um, I know Grinnell got some votes, which is good. Uh, Oglethorpe University, also in the SAA, you know, uh, Sarah Shee led the Nationals or was up to the top of Nationals there for a little bit in the first day. Um, they lose a couple players, but they got, they've got a, a head, a person up top. That might help them out. But again, they're going to have to be going up against Center and Rhodes and Barry. That, that might be too much. But again, we'll see and kind of watch as we go through that. Um, so with that being said, I, I think that as you look through a lot of the schools, it's not that surprising. This is where we are. But I think that the door is open for some of these squads who bring most of their team back. They can add a talented freshman or somebody else has really improved their game to really jump up and step up into that top five. All right. So with that being said, the other topic I really want to hit tonight is I'm really excited to watch the scores across Division Three women's golf this year. Uh, as we've talked about on our podcast, we had Beth Ann Nichols come on, and obviously Division Three has been leading the way in the, the distance conversation for women's golf. And I'm really excited to see how the 5,600-yard minimum will affect a lot of the scoring across Division Three women's golf. Obviously, you know, 5,800 yards to 5,600 yards doesn't sound like a lot, but it's not on every hole. And you, you need it on those five or six holes, and 200 yards on five or six holes makes a big difference. It's two clubs at least, and it's going to have a big effect. And so I'm really excited to watch the scoring averages, not only for the top players, because I think we've had really good top-end players that have shot close to par often, I'd like to see them start to be able to shoot some under par rounds, which I think would be hugely beneficial for the game. But I'm also want to look at those fourth scores or fifth scores, because I think that's where we see even more movement out of those out of those scores. You know, when I look at some of the top players in the country, the Riley Suiters, the the Jillian Drinkards of the world, I think they're going to kind of shoot their same scores, probably get a couple lower. But it's not going to be the expanse that where we see the 87s and the 88s. I think those are going to come down to the 82s and 83s. I think we'll see a five or six shot difference within that space. I think that's going to be huge across women's golf this year in Division Three. So that's going to be one of the other big things that we're watching all year long. All right. So with that being said, I want to take a quick minute out just to say thank you to everybody who has been listening to the podcast, participating online. It has been absolutely incredible. You know, when when we started this right at the beginning of the pandemic, we we didn't know what was going to happen. And then golf got shut down and we had to kind of put things on the shelf. And then when all of a sudden we found out we were going to have a season in February of this year, we started doing this crazy little podcast about Division Three golf. And 
you guys have responded. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. It has been absolutely amazing to watch this community come together and participate in something that is so dear to all of us. You know, right now, as we speak, we've got over 600 Twitter followers. We've had thousands of downloads of the podcast. Um, We've got uh, opportunities for people to get discounts and sponsorships. And it's been an absolutely crazy wild ride. And I cannot wait to continue this journey with all of you. Uh, So as we kind of get into this season, we're going to try to make some more efforts to be at tournaments. Um, We're going to try to capture more video. Um, We do have a YouTube channel. We don't have anything to do with it yet, but uh, we're going to be working on some of that. Uh, So, you know, if you listen to the podcast, if you're going to be at tournaments, reach out, let us know. Um, We will try to announce when we're going to be at tournaments, what we're going to be doing there. Um, We're always looking for uh, anybody else that's going to be at tournaments that wants to help capture video. Um, Please reach out to us. Let us know you're going to be there and you're going to be on the sidelines and be able to take some video. We'd love to get our hands on as much of that as possible. You know, we're, we're kind of hoping to continue to grow this thing. We're really excited about the Labor Day tournament for Transy. We will be there in full force. Um, we will also announce now that D3 Golf Guys will be at the NCAA previews down at Mission Inn in mid-September. Um, probably won't have the ability to have the full uh, regalia there, but uh, we're definitely going to have something set up there. If there's a dinner one night, we'll definitely have a, a table set up to where you can come by, um, say hello, maybe do some interviews, get some merch. Um, we'll continue to do that kind of stuff. Also, uh, we're looking for you guys to kind of help us out and tell us what stuff you like, what stuff you don't like. So, you know, engage. Hit us up in DMs on Twitter. Send us an email. Um, you know, we're, we're going to put a bunch of merch out over the next couple of weeks let us know what you want to see. If you've got an idea, throw it our way. Um, you know, we're, we always say that if you help us come up with a good idea, we'll send you some free stuff. Uh, so it's been great. And, and I, I'm also saying this because I want to foster creative p- people within Division III. Uh, you know, we've had some really great uh, people who have been partners with us already who have been Division Three players who said, oh, I really like doing this stuff or I'm really good at this stuff. So please, if you want to be more involved, reach out. We'd love to have you. We say all this because we're really excited about the season and getting to be out and about with everybody. So please engage. Come up when we're at tournaments. We'll let you know. Come over. Say hi. Introduce yourself. Make sure you follow us. We'll follow you back. Thank you very much. We're having an absolute blast. We're going to work really hard to get the men's preview out here in short order. We will get that out before the Transy tournament. Um, the hard part has been that not all the rosters have been updated online. SIDs, I'm talking to you. Get those rosters updated for us so we can figure out, you know, in these COVID times, who is back and who's graduated. And we've seen juniors graduate and seniors come back. So it's, it hasn't necessarily been an easy process, but super excited for the season. Again, reach out, engage, It's been great first season of D3 Golf Guys, and we cannot wait to continue to bring you more content about this game we love, which is Division 3 Golf. Until then, hit them straight. Cheers.